When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. On this episode of Newt's World, former President Donald Trump continues to be persecuted, smeared, and maliciously defamed like few other Americans in history. In 2020, a film crew set out to make a documentary that told the other side of the story. But when it came time to release the Trump I Know in the midst of the 2020 election, Big Tech did everything within their power to keep it from being seen. Sadly, many people have never even heard about the film due to the extreme censorship agenda. So this time, the filmmakers are coming straight to you with a virtual red carpet rally streaming live from Las Vegas on August 27th. You can reserve your spot now by going to ttikfilm.com. That's ttikfilm.com. So I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, Matthew Theater, writer and director of the film, The Trump I Know. Matthew, welcome and thank you for joining me in Newt's World. Oh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. It's an honor to meet you. I've always been fascinated with making movies. I think I read my first book on being a director when I was in fourth grade. And I'm curious, how did you get into filmmaking? It was just one of those things where I really loved animation growing up. I actually wanted to be an animator. I saw Aladdin when I was 13 years old and kind of had the realization that all of the credits I saw at the end of the movie were adults with jobs. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And so I pursued that for a while and then, you know, got married young, had kids, started selling mortgages and everything else. And what I like to say is I grew up and I realized that I could still pursue my dreams. And so about 28, 29 years old, I met my second wife and in the middle of blending families, we began to pursue making movies. And so we started making shorts with the kids because they wanted to do acting and they were cheap. So we started doing shorts and winning film festivals and then did a bunch of commercial and corporate projects. And then when some friends of ours got a hold of this 
Trump I Know project, they asked me to come in and direct it and my wife to produce it. Well, I noticed when you were sort of modest, but you just haven't won occasionally. You've won 14 Tele Awards for your scripted and documentary work, as well as multiple directing awards from film festivals across the country. That's got to make you feel pretty good. Well, it does. Like my dad always said, you just let other people brag on you. How did you get involved with the Trump I Know? Well, it's interesting because it kind of came about because of censorship on another project that I was a part of. I was the behind the scenes director on a film called Unplanned, which a lot of people may have heard of, which is the true life story of Abby Johnson, who was a whistleblower for Planned Parenthood. So when that film came out in March, I think it was 2017, the day of the release, the film's Twitter account was taken down by a glitch. And so, of course, that caused some brouhaha. And the producers and the directors went up to Capitol Hill to testify in Congress and were subsequently introduced to some of the other people in D.C. And Joe Knopp, who is a producer on Unplanned, met Laura Trump. And so they became friends and swapped stories and he started hearing all of these amazing stories of behind the scenes in Trump's world of, you know, women that were working for the president or just family stories. And Joe's like, how is it that I know more about the royal family over in London than I do the first family here in America? And he's like, we need to tell these stories. And so he approached Laura about doing a documentary. And Laura was absolutely enthralled and excited about it, opened up a bunch of doors. And so I was asked to come on and creatively direct the project. Ironically, you weren't originally a Trump supporter, right? No, actually, I didn't vote for him in 2016. I'm a libertarian. And so I didn't vote for Hillary either. I voted third party. I voted my conscience. And I thought Trump was going to be a train wreck. I was a never Trumper. But as I began to actually listen to him and ignore what the media was saying about him and listen to his press releases and some of his rallies, it started making a lot of sense. And I was like, wow, he's actually really good at explaining very kind of high concepts and telling people how it is. But I mean, I walked away from a G7 press release thinking like, wow, I think I understand international trade. I mean, the guy is just so good at taking those kinds of concepts and communicating them in a way that the common American can understand. And so I began to watch and pay attention more and more, read his books, became a fan and heartily voted for him in 2020. One of the things the film does that I think is particularly interesting is it shows a number of different women who worked for Trump, and a lot of them are mothers. Can you talk some about the women for Trump that are in your movie? Well, we started with Laura and Laura is just amazing salt of the earth. I mean, just truly a mom, really. And we showed up at our house with 12 people on our crew and she's like, oh, y'all hungry. There's the pantry, you know, and just really warm, inviting person. And of course, Mercedes Schlapp is just lovely. And Matt and Mercedes invited us into our home, bought pizza and salad for our entire crew. And we got to hang out, interact with them and their kids. Of course, Kaylee McEnany with Baby Blake. And what I wanted to do, it wasn't so much about humanizing these women as it was. We're talking about... A, divisive person who, you know, has all of these different narratives out there about the president. And so I was like, you know what, it would be really cool to get these women in their most honest position in their environments, because it's like, I want to have an honest conversation. And there's really no more honest place than a woman with her family. And so we decided, you know, like, we were just going to, you know, show them as just normal people 
that the president has singled out as saying, like, you're really good at your job. It doesn't matter whether or not you're a woman or you're black or you're a minority or anything like that. You're just a competent human being. And he places them in positions. So was there any common theme when they would talk to you about Trump? The common thing, I think, especially because they were all moms, was a common thing was how family oriented the Trump administration was and how accommodating they were. So Katrina Pearson shared how she needed a way to be able to do her work remotely so that she could be there for her son during his senior year and making sure that he was taken care of. And the Trump administration and the Trump campaign absolutely made sure. And then Kaylee McEnany, of course, she flies back and forth to her home in Tampa every single week. And so they were just always accommodating to, you know, baby Blake was on the road with the campaign and in the headquarters. And so this just kind of goes, you know, kind of flies in the face of some of the narrative out there that the Trumps are just all about business and, you know, kind of ruthless people. And everything that we found was completely the opposite. So when you produced this and you were ready during the presidential election in 2020, suddenly you run into a wall. Tell us about how the film got blocked. Well, it was interesting because we produced this documentary in about 90 days, which I do not recommend for anybody that makes movies. That was a whirlwind of an experience. But it all came together and we met the deadlines to get QC'd by the aggregate services to get it up on the streamers and things like that. And we were expecting it to be kind of a mid-October release, perfect timing right in front of the election. And they slow walked us through the process. They wouldn't answer emails. Things like Amazon used to be a thing where you could get a documentary up in two weeks. So subsequently, none of these streamers were ready and until after the election. And so after the election, we all know what happened. So it just got buried in the news cycle. And then our Twitter account was vaporized for no reason. I mean, honestly, the PR people that were helping us get the film out were just talking about how nice Trump was to women. And there's nothing divisive about it at all. And so it got destroyed. And our Facebook account wouldn't allow us to even sell T-shirts or hoodies. And they accused us of selling alcohol or live animals. We were like, these are hoodies and T-shirts. And they're like, nope, you're still violating our community standards. So it was just kind of crazy. We couldn't market it. We couldn't even pay Facebook ad money to run ads for the film. And so it's been a real struggle to get out there. My wife and I have been to lots of conferences and trade shows and things like that, just trying to peddle the DVD or tell people where they can find it. And everybody that watches it is just like, this is extraordinarily well done. And, you know, it's something that should be on a Netflix or a major streamer. But like I said, just running into roadblock after roadblock to get it out there. Were you able to stream it? How do you do this? It's been on some streamers. So people have seen it there. But we were like, you know, we were never actually able to really get a proper release, which is why we're doing the event on the 27th, which is, you know, go to TTIKfilm.com and get your ticket. And you can watch this entire event that we're going to put on with special speakers and the film and everything else, because we want to bypass the streamers and big tech and go directly to the consumers and the consumers know that they're interacting directly with us.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, this is Newt. In my new book, March the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, I offer strategies and insights for everyday citizens and for seasoned politicians. It's both a guide for political success and for winning back the majority in 2024. March to the Majority outlines the 16-year campaign to write the contract with America, explains how we elected the first Republican House majority in 40 years, and how we worked with President Bill Clinton to pass major reforms, including four consecutive balanced budgets. March to the Majority tells the behind-the-scenes story of how we got it done. Go to gingrich360.com book and order your copy now. Order it today at gingrich360.com slash book. I'm fascinated with this model you're building. How does this work? First of all, how do you get enough people to know they can come and can be part of this? Well, I'm on shows like yours all the time right now. We're getting out there and we're doing a lot of email blasts. We're just getting on every single show that we can to let people know. It's a pretty expansive network, but it's a really amazing event. It's like a giant Zoom call is what I've been telling people. So there's going to be people live and in the audience. There's about 300 people that can attend live, but then most everybody is going to be online and we're anticipating 100,000 plus to be a part. And when you pay the $25, what you do is you get sent a link 
And then within that link is a dashboard and you can ask questions and you can interact. And so you might be called upon to actually just zoom in basically with the guests that are on stage, ask your question, talk to Laura Trump, talk to Devin Nunes and some of the other guests that we're going to be having there. So it's a completely interactive thing. We're going to have a live musical performance by an artist named Lauren Kelly that we did a music video for. And so we're creating this kind of this cool Sunday afternoon event that people can participate in right there in the living room and kind of have a Trump rally at home. But you're going to have some people live. Is that true? I mean, right at, on the site. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be about 300 people. If you're in the Las Vegas area, there is an option for you to be able to attend live. And so there's, of course, perks to be in there live. We're going to have a red carpet. We're going to have cocktail hour afterwards. You'll be able to actually meet with people and take pictures and things like that. Then there's going to be the online component. So it's kind of a hybrid event. As I understand, the whole thing's going to involve interactive screens. So people really will be part of the program, if you will. Yes, yes. It's kind of cool. It's this gigantic kind of 360 LED wall. It essentially looks like a mosaic of Zoom screens. So it's like a bunch of people just on these walls, just watching live. And then we're going to, of course, project the movie and, you know, all of that sort of stuff on the screen. So the screens are completely malleable. They're completely LED. They've got an amazing technical team there that's going to put on a really amazing show. People are going to be blown away. They've never seen anything like this. This may in some ways be as big a project as the movie itself. (laughs) For the last couple of weeks, we've been eat, sleep, breathing this thing and getting it out there. So you can get tickets at ttikfilm.com. But I'm curious, what does a ticket cost? Most people are buying the $25 ticket, which again, any amount of people can be in your home and you can watch the film. So invite your family over. And $25 is the one that gives you the opportunity to interact And then there's other price points, you know, depending upon whether or not you want to be sure that you can actually ask a question. So you can pay a certain amount of money and get that or you can be in person. And of course, that's a higher price point. But most people are buying the $25 ticket. Once you've had this virtual premiere, if you will, will you then continue to make the film available or what happens to the film after that? We are going to continue to make the film available. We're working with locals right now to make the film available over there. Basically, a similar model to how Dinesh did the 2000 Mules. We're going to put it over there so people can interact with it over there. And then because there's a lot of people that are just saying, like, I don't want to give Amazon my money. I don't want to give Apple my money. So this is a way that they can bypass that. They know that most of the money is going to be going back to us. And, you know, the thing is about filmmakers, everybody knows is that if you give us money, we're just going to go make more movies because (laughs) that's what we do. (laughs) Do you have a project in mind already? We're working on a couple of different ones right now. Yeah, we're working on some documentaries, but I've also got some narrative projects that I want. I'm working on some scripts, hopefully working on something that's going to be like a 1776 period piece, a series on that. We've got some definitely have some projects in the works that we're either writing scripts for or we're actively doing research for documentary projects. I mean, that's really a terrific program that you're developing. And will most of them in one way or another sort of be about Americana? I mean, you mentioned 1776. Yep. I have some Bible stories that I'd love to see happen, but I've been working on for a while too. But definitely, I have a real passion for this country and a real passion for history. And I just think there's a wealth of stories out there that have just never been told. 
1776 kind of gets wrapped up completely in the war and nobody really understands what happened beforehand. And I think that if we had a better understanding of history and if it was related in a way that people could grasp these days, I think we would find a lot of commonalities between what's happening now and what was happening prior to 1776 and really what our founding fathers fought for. And I think it would give us a deeper appreciation for what we're trying to fight for now. And are there ways if people want to invest? Do you have any kind of system for people to actually invest in the films? Absolutely. We absolutely do. And if people are interested, we can figure out how to get in touch. We did some things about The Sound of Freedom and the role that Angel Studios had played in launching that and making it possible. And Angel Studios has paid back The Sound of Freedom crowdfunding investors their original investment plus a 20% profit because that particular film took off and really became a remarkable success. It did. My wife and I were a part of kind of the grassroots marketing for some of that and have worked with some of the people directly over at Angel. And I love their model. I think their model is extraordinary. It's really what we need right now to help break through some of these gatekeepers around the streaming platforms, because that's the problem with a lot of distribution for filmmakers right now. I think there's a lot of really amazing new technology that's allowing podcasters and kind of these citizen journalists to get their information out there. But filmmakers like ourselves who are actually taking in, you know, investment dollars, how do we get our products out there? And so this is one of the ways that we're doing it by doing this event. But this particular film doesn't fit the angel model. We actually have some projects that we're working on with angel directly and some teams involved over there. But, you know, these types of political documentaries, we're looking for this kind of an online kind of, you know, big, gigantic kind of fathom event kind of a thing to just bypass all of the gatekeepers of the streaming services that wouldn't give us the light of day. Just to go back to the Trump I know for a minute, once you've had your virtual red carpet rally streaming live from Las Vegas on August 27th, will people then be able to go to your website and download the film or in some form get access to the film? Because I would think all of this year and next year with the presidential campaign, there'll be a continuing level of interest as people learn about it. Like I said, we're working with locals as well to provide that as what's called a content plus over there where people can just go over to locals and watch it there on locals and know, like I said, that the money is going mostly to the filmmakers and not to, you know, these streaming services who take a large chunk. Let's say it's September 15th. And I suddenly get excited. How would I find the film at that point? You can go to spiropictures.locals.com will be a good place to go. But you can still go to the ttikfilm.com because the entire event will be available for replay afterwards. So you don't even have to join us live. The joining live thing will be great because you can ask questions and kind of participate in the event interactively. But there will be a replay available for purchase after. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I saw some numbers that are just staggering about the shift from broadcast to cable to streaming. I mean, the whole technology world is changing so dramatically now. Do you see this as an opportunity for independent filmmakers? Oh, absolutely, 100%. The streaming platforms, you know, when they came on, Netflix and Amazon, you know, they really disrupted the entire industry. And now, because of that disruption is one of the reasons why we're seeing the strikes happening with SAG and the Writers Guild. And so that's really disrupting the industry overall. And then, there, you know, a lot of investment money from China was actually coming into Hollywood. And that's, you know, dried up as well. And so I think it's a real opportunity for those of us that are willing to get creative. You pointed out Angel Studios. I personally believe that this is going to be a time kind of similar to when we look back and we say that's when things changed is when Netflix kind of came on the scene. I think we're going to be looking back in about 10 years and say things changed when Angel Studios came on the scene. And these type of events that are virtual in nature, where it's a kind of a one-off day event where we can actually get some of these, you know, smaller projects like the Trump I know, or a documentary like 2000 Mules, 2000 Mules did this. And so it's just a way to disrupt the system. And I absolutely think the system is ripe for disruption. My sense is you're going to see just an explosion of talent doing an extraordinarily wide range of things. And it's going to be almost like, and this is probably not a very good analogy, but almost like the rise of the department store in that there'll be so many things available to you on your laptop or on your television that the age of a handful of big studios controlling everything, I mean, the Disney model is being eroded almost every day. Yes, Yes, they are. And I completely agree with you. The technology, there's a lot of things that are converging. You know, it's the technology, the availability of the camera, the quality of what you can do independently. And it really just, it's all just kind of dependent upon the storyteller. You know, do you have the ability to tell the story visually in a way that entertains and keeps people interested? And I think that that's really kind of the litmus test. But other than that, I mean, you have, you know, this amazing opportunity where, like you said, the Disney model, which they built 
over the last 20 years based on a complete kind of franchise thing. Whereas like, we're going to do the Marvels, we're going to do the Pixars, we're going to do the Disney princess stuff. And then all of a sudden now everybody's just getting completely franchised out. It's like another star Wars movie, another Indiana Jones movie, you know, like whatever, nobody cares, but sound of freedom shows up. And all of a sudden people are like, Ooh, this is interesting. Like we really actually want to watch a true life drama, you know, about something that's important, like something that fits into the zeitgeist of the time. And so I think the Hollywood gatekeepers better take notice because I think there's a lot of us on the ground that are paying attention to this kind of thing and are going to capitalize on it. And I think that there's just a distaste around Hollywood right now that I think is going to be hard for them to shake off. People looking forward, it seems to me, are going to have an amazing range of choices. And you'll probably end up with lots of relatively small markets looking at films that, by comparison with the big producers, with films that are dramatically less expensive to create. And so you're going to have a churning kind of experience for a while where it may become almost a golden age of creativity. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I think especially with some of the guilds and the unions having some issues, I mean, I was talking to somebody within the SAG that was kind of basically trying to create a union within the union to protect themselves against the union. And so things are starting to kind of eat themselves there. And so it's kind of really hearkening back to that time in filmmaking history where, you know, you have the George Millier and, you know, some of these old filmmakers that were just trying to figure things out. How do we tell stories visually? And so there was just this amazing creativity like you're talking about. I think we're walking back into that. And I think that there's always going to be the summer blockbusters and the big movies. But, you know, when you build a model based on like, we have to create a $300 million movie and then put $300 million into marketing to get it to market. And we're doing that six times a year. You know, I think that's kind of unsustainable at some point. And really, I think the model, like you were mentioning, where it's like, well, let's make a smaller project, you know, like, let's do a $15 million movie, Sound of Freedom, that, you know, we put $5 million worth of marketing into, and then it, you know, explodes. There's that independent model. And so I think that, like you said, I think there's going to be a real opportunity for those types of smaller projects to make fiscal sense for some of these investors. Let me ask you one last thing, which is, Some young person is listening to us, and they think it's pretty cool. What's your advice to them about whether they should get into movies? And if so, how do they do it? Okay. (laughs) Well, I love that question because I actually have taught a lot of filmmaking classes. And so I've gotten that question quite a bit. My answer to that question is, one, find a way to get onto a film set in any shape or form, preferably, you know, over a couple of days schedule. Like, so if it's a short film or maybe you can, you know, PA, which is a production assistant on something that came into town, you know, some low level and then try your hand at it and see if you like the schedule, see if you like being on set because it's not for everybody. It's kind of, it seems glamorous, but it's a lot of work. But if you can withstand being on a set and kind of going, you know, gung ho for a couple of days, or a week at a time, and you get off of that, and you're like, Oh, my gosh, that was amazing. And I feel energized, then absolutely, it's the thing for you to do. And then you find somebody that can mentor you. There's lots of amazing resources out there. Ask questions, get curious, start just making stuff, start making stuff and entering it into film festivals, and put it in front of people. I mean, YouTube, 
and Rumble are amazing platforms now where you can put stuff out, try things out, ask people you know, what you did well, what you didn't do well, and then just continue to do what you did well. And then, you know, you just keep doing it. And so that's kind of a real short answer. I probably have a longer answer if we had more time, but you know, that's a real short answer. Well, for the longer answer, they should take your class. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Listen, Matt, I want to thank you for joining me. I think the Trump I know is going to prove to be important for everyone to see. I think it shows a personal and caring side of President Trump that many people have not witnessed. And I think it genuinely reflects a key part of who he is. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to reserve their spot for this unique virtual red carpet rally streaming live from Las Vegas on August 27th. You can get tickets at ttikfilm.com. And thank you again, Matt, for joining us. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to my guest, Matthew Thayer. You can learn more about The Trump I Know on our show page at newtworld.com. Newtworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newtworld, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Neutral can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Neutral. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.